Hey, guys. How are you doing? This is Zach. This is Stuart. And this is the Back Row Super Show. This is a main show, and we should talk about a change in the format that we decided on. Yeah, new year, new format. Podcast? <laughs> yeah, so... Well, it's the same podcast. Well, same podcast, just a minor change. Um, if you guys remember um, way, way back, the first, like, ten or so episodes... Um, the show was more of a format where we had a me, 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 and then the the main show, and that seemed to be a format that worked just in time, uh, or just because of the, the time it takes to edit some of these. Yeah, um, and we kind of crunched the numbers, we were looking at some of our other episodes, yeah. and we thought going back to this format would be beneficial to yeah. both us and the listener. Yeah, that way you can skip out on stuff you'd don't really care about but if you're interested in listening to us talk about our me 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 stuff and maybe hear where which direction the show is going in terms of other episodes um i know i use these to see how how sturdy the legs are on the things that i'll talk about yeah or if you're just curious about what we're uh watching what we're reading things like that yeah that's going to be at the end of our normal uh podcast yeah yeah so um, that's going to be the change in format. The other one is that we will probably be putting things out on a bi-weekly schedule. Yeah. Um, because of these longer episodes, you know, it's there's a lot that goes into editing them. And so, uh, you know, I'm thinking, at least, this is just a prediction, that these episodes, because we're jamming two together, will look like hour and a half. Maybe. Or so. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. depending on how much stuff we've done during the week. So, right. um, But you know what they say? Um, separation makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. 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 So, so it'll be a, a sweet treat for you guys every other week. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the um, convention episodes will go up the weekend after we... Or the week after we've gone to a convention. Mm-hmm. Um, the book clubs will still follow the, the every two-week format. I mean, we're not putting one out every two weeks, but we'll, you know, put out a regular episode, wait two weeks, then a, back, a, a book club. Yeah. And uh, the book clubs will not have the me me me's on them yeah. because those usually run um a bit longer yeah since we uh we go through an entire book and everything yeah there's more to to discuss yeah, yeah. digest yeah so with that um our first episode for the year yeah this is a big one this yeah. is why i've got my my whistle and uh my slacks and my collared t-shirt yeah, and is that a shotgun I see leaning in the corner? <laughs> it is the show those people. We are we are talking about Kindergarten Cop. Oh yeah. Or get to the playground. Get to the playground. Yeah. This this one was hilarious. Um I hadn't seen this one in a long, long time. So yeah. rewatching it was a treat. When you suggested this, I was like, you know, I haven't seen that movie since I was like 10. Yeah. I'll go back and revisit it and see if it holds up. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so I'm, I want to get some, some background down yes. first. So a uh, movie came out in 1990. Um, this is after, you know, Schwarzenegger blew up in the 80s. Yeah, um, with his bodybuilding... Uh, bodybuilding, he was in Conan the Barbarian, Terminator, all the classics, yeah. right? So this comes out in 90. He's already a superstar. Um, despite that, had a $15 million budget. Okay. Would you like to get, take a guess at its box office take? 
I'm going to say it did pretty well and go with 50. We'll go with 50. Okay, yeah, well, so, um, and just, this is, this number will sound low, yeah. but considering the budget and also the time where movies did not make nearly as much money as they do now, yeah, ticket prices were much more affordable, mm-hmm. um, on a $15 million budget, this movie made back $202 million. Oh, okay. Um, Man, my guests are always so low. I need to go well, higher. Well, I mean, it's it, it's hit or miss because yeah. we do old old movies, <laughs> newer movies, and so it's just like this randomly swinging. Like unless you know the year it came out, it's yeah. really no no telling. One day, one day I'll get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the uh, the Rotten Tomato score is fifty one percent. What really? Cinema score though, people interviewed or asked directly after watching the movie yeah. gave it an A minus. Oh, so, okay. You know. Yeah. I mean, there are, like, the glaring, um, I guess, problems with it. But, man, there are so many good, like, one-liners out of that movie and everything. <laughs> and just, like, so many different wacky things. Yeah. there, And, and we'll get into that. Like, it, there's... I have some questions about this movie. <laughs> um, like, who greenlit... Like, that, that That seems reasonable. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's easy to have these concerns almost 30 years after this movie came out. Yeah. I mean, um, hindsight things, and everything. Things change. Um, yeah. Do you know who was originally supposed to be John Kimball, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character? Oh, he wasn't... No. No? It no. wasn't originally it was um, supposed to be him? Bill Murray was originally supposed to be Whoa, Bill Murray? Can you imagine how different this movie would be with Bill Murray? Yeah, because I as I see him as more like, you know, Bill Murray has that kind of, um, I guess, more satiric kind of acting and everything. Yeah, where like... He, I, yeah. I, I, and, and I don't know if he was at his weirdo recluse stage at this point, because, like, do you know how you get Bill Murray to do a movie now? Um, you're, you get him as, uh, Wes Anderson? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you, you be Wes, An- Wes Anderson. But yeah. <laughs> he, he apparently has this phone number that you call and mm-hmm. you give him your pitch. You don't deal with his agent or anything. You just And he just will, him. like, call you back. Um, there's a couple movies where people were not sure. I, I can't remember the, the movie. It, it came out in the last, like, 10 or 15 years. Yeah. But people were so unsure as to whether or not he was actually going to be in the movie, they were surprised when, when he, he showed, showed up. up on set. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that. That's a really strange way. And I don't know, that may, that may be... An um, urban myth. An urban myth. But, like, he's always hanging out. He has a house in Charleston, South Carolina. And oh. I didn't know that. Like, will randomly show up in um, bars there yeah. and play bartender for an hour or two, where no matter what people order, he just pours them a shot of tequila. <laughs> I guess if he's paying. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I hope he's paying. I'm um, sure he is. But, uh, yeah, so production for this movie started in June. Mm-hmm. So they actually used a school. They, they didn't build a set or anything. Okay, yeah. Um the kids' artwork uh, on the wall was actual kids' artwork. Um, faculty were used as extras, things like that. Oh. Uh, yeah, some of the teachers are actually, actually teachers. teachers at that school who happen to be in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. Do you know about the kids, like the kids in this class? Or Those were all they? actors. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 
Um, so Schwarzenegger's contract uh, stipulated that a private studio had to be set up for him for daily workouts and weightlifting. Because <laughs> he's got to get his school on. Um, that agreement with a local like workout studio or, or gym mm-hmm. fell through, and so Arnold almost dropped out of the movie. Just because that. he couldn't, like... Because he couldn't work out. He was just like, well, sorry, you don't <laughs> have me in this movie anymore. So a local business owner do- <laughs> kindly donated space for the studio because having a movie shoot in your town yeah, does a lot for... The local economy, like, because all those people are staying somewhere. Yeah, they're, they're food, eating somewhere. They're buying mm-hmm. gas. They're yeah, they're they're doing things in the town. Yeah. Um. There's lots of continuity goofs in this movie. Um, <laughs> on the DVD, they're cut out, but I remember having the VHS of this. Because yeah. when I was a kid, like my parents were the the parents that let me watch like weirdo movies. Is like yeah, like as long as it wasn't obviously porn like things you would not give to a kid yeah like I could watch it and so like I loved Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and so I had most of his movies up through like 98 or so on VHS so you watched Terminator and yeah yeah yeah. Um, as a little kid there used to be scenes in this movie where you can just kind of see a boom mic hovering (laughs) into the screen wow um even on the VHS, like they didn't bother to, which I mean, at the time there was no way to cut it out without actually cutting the film. Yeah, um, they're like, oh, I don't did really you care. ever play Silent Hill? Uh, no, I haven't. I... So the people, the artists on Silent Hill, mm-hmm. um, who were not American and didn't have any real like way to. Like, Konami was not going to fly them to America to look at a small town. Yeah. Um, they used this movie as a reference for the <laughs> Silent Hill Elementary School. That makes sense. I mean, it does kind of resemble, like, I haven't played it, but I've seen, like, people play through it and stuff like that. Yeah. It does kind of have that, like, representation of a, a small town. Yeah, well, like and that. I mean, if you go back and play the first Silent Hill, everyone, yeah. okay, we're going to pause... Okay, good. We're back. Um, so that was quick. Yeah, that was quick. Um, yeah, di- I didn't know you could speed run that game. Yeah. Uh, all those loading screens. Um, Hopefully, yeah. Pyramid Head did not kill you multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, that God, game... we could talk about like the because there's all sorts of like existential crisis of Pyramid Head and what he represents and like yeah. you can dive deep into that game. That would. That might be a good topic. Um, Aha, it's not even to uh, the see, meanie knees. It's not even to the meanie knees, and we're, always, <laughs> or we're already throwing out new topics. Um, yeah, this this uh, school has a very particular layout. Like, it's, it's shaped in a U, almost. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, if you go back and play Silent Hill, uh, like I'm sure the listener just did, <laughs> um, you can kind of see where all of it is. Like, one, one of the, the main rooms you go into is ob- very obviously his classroom. classroom. It's yeah. more like a gym rather than an actual classroom. Yeah, it had a lot um, of windows. Yeah, there's more windows than you would expect to see in, like, an elementary school. And there's, like, a loft area. Like, that would be cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, like, that's a huge insurance liability. <laughs> like, you'd think those kids would just, like... Jump off of jump it. Jump off of it, because small children are terrifying and have no filter. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what's a good as, idea? What's a bad idea? As this movie shows, all kids have no filter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's all the background that, that I dug up on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's talk about this movie. So Wait. it starts off yeah. in a mall, <laughs> and there's a guy in a suit who kind of looks like a monkey with a ponytail. Yeah, so I think that's fake. I think his hair is fake. I think somebody, like, gave him a wig to wear. Because that hair looks really fake, that, like, ponytail pullback sort of deal. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's fake or not. I'm just, like, I'm being mean and shaming this actor for something he can't help, but he kind of looks like like he could be related to Channing Tatum. Like yeah. he, he looks like a monkey in a suit. Like his ears are out. And boy, and those shoulder big, pads. Like those shoulders yeah. are huge. Yeah, I mean that was the style at the time. But yeah, like there's this guy in a in a suit and he's going through the mall kind of hurriedly. Yeah. Um and you just see Arnold and so <laughs> you know like <laughs> you know that Arnold is probably playing the good guy cuz <laughs> the only roles where he's been a bad guy, I think, are the Terminator, Terminator the first Terminator. Yeah. I don't think he's ever been a villain. Yeah. Um, well, he was also Mr. Freeze, so I take that back. But he's oh, very right, rarely yeah. a villain. Um, Conan wasn't a villain. Conan yeah. was the good guy, right? Yes, he yeah, was okay. a good guy, despite being a monster. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've never seen Conan, the barbarian. That should probably be a topic as well. Yeah. Yeah. We, we should educate you in the ways of the Arnold. Well, I mean... Or maybe that's a Patreon tier. Let us know um, if you knows? want that to be a, a, a tier or not where we just go through chronologically the Arnold movies. <laughs> His acting career goes back way farther than people think. Yeah, well. yeah. Um, but uh, he, he looks like a drug addict. Like, he's walking through this mall and he's tailing this guy. He looks like a drug addict in a trench coat. Yeah, the funny thing is, like, he's supposed to be, I guess, like incognito but he's Arnold this like giant big massive man yeah and he's like trying to like be all uh stealthy and everything like that and it just it looks really bad well like in any Arnold movie I think that there's there's this like suspension of disbelief you have to have because in I think it's Jingle All the Way. He's like a mattress salesman, or he owns like a mattress store or something. And it's like, man, do you do you like load those mattresses by yourself? <laughs> Is that how you got so ripped? Is that how you got so like? He's huh. just a massive man. Like, he's he's a, a few inches taller than me. Like, he's like six three or six four. Yeah. And he's built obviously like a brick shit house. Yeah. Like. He, there's no world in in which he could play an undercover cop realistically. Yeah, like, like try to blend in to the normal, like, everyday yeah, he's, people. Yeah, he's, he's very obviously a weightlifter or he's coming to kill you. Like, those are his two modes. Yeah. Um, uh. But, uh, yeah, he, he, he chases down this guy who, the guy in the nice suit, surprise, surprise, turns out to be a, the bad guy. Yeah. Um, he, the, the bad guy is looking for his kid. Yeah. Because his ex-wife, rightfully so, takes him, takes their kid away from him. Because yeah. Because he's a monster. He, yeah. And it's, you know, I think it's because, like, he, again, he's in a, um... 
a big drug cartel. Yeah. And she was like, nope, don't want to deal with this. So she took away his uh, kid and changed their name and everything. Yeah. Like, relocate into some sort of area. But yeah, this one guy in the back alley found out some information on where the kid and his, I guess, ex-wife was. Yeah. So he was going to trade it for money, but surprise, surprise, the uh, bad guy in the suit ends up shooting them. But his girlfriend, the guy who got shot, uh, his girlfriend it was, like, hiding in a crate or something. Yeah. Yeah. So when Arnold came and, like, you know, found this dead body, he saw the girlfriend, and she was, like, very hysterical. Yeah. Doesn't he handcuff her to a pipe or something and uh, just he, leave her? I think he handcuffs her to the body. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> to the dead body, um, which is, like, even more gruesome. So, yeah, and I'll, like, I watched this movie a couple months ago, so my memory is fuzzy. Um, the things that stand out to me about her are that, yeah, he handcuffs her and leaves her alone so he can chase this dude. Yeah. It's only worse because she's handcuffed to the body of her dead significant other. Other, yeah. Um, and she's quite hysterical, but, like... You know, she's dressed up. Um, I guess they kind of dressed her up a they, little they bit like that. They wanted her to look like a... A hooker? Like a hooker, yeah. yeah. Um, so she doesn't say anything to the cops, and then she goes to whatever... Whatever weird movie exec's idea of a, of a drug den looks like. Well, he, before that, like, Arnold actually finds the um, guy who shot him and, you know, places him under arrest... And he's, like, at a nail salon or a hair salon where his mom, because he's definitely, like, a mama's boy. Yeah. You can tell that, like, his mother is the one who's running this cartel, and he's, like, kind of second in command. Yeah. So, um, it's it's funny because, yeah, um, the Arnold busts into this, like, hair salon slash nail salon. He's like, you're under arrest, and he pulls out his gun and everything, and then... <laughs> There are, and mall security, <laughs> understandably, is like, Whoa, Pulls out their gun, too. Yeah. Um, you, you can't... <laughs> you just can't pull out guns, yeah. <laughs> and threaten to shoot somebody without, like, proper uh, Due evidence. Process? Yeah. Uh, but he was like, oh, I've got this witness and everything. Uh, you know, this girl's going to, like, book you for the rest of your life. Because, again, Arnold's character has been trying to get this guy in jail for... The majority of his career. Yeah. But he's like, oh, he has money. He talks to, like, the local uh, court um, houses and stuff like that, and he gets out, gets free and whatnot. So, yeah, um, they put him under arrest. They take him to jail, and then they bring the, um, the woman that he handcuffed to the dead body in. And unsurprisingly, she's very um, hesitant to, like, uh, I guess, finger him. Um, she's like, I don't want to deal with the cops because, again, she's a very... Uh, they make her out to be a very shady person. Like, yeah. somebody who uses drugs, maybe a hooker or something along those lines. So she's like, I just want to get out of this uh, police office. Yeah, so... And Arnold is like, oh, I'll make her talk. And... Uh, he, well, so he fi- he tracks down the, again. It's a movie executive's idea of what a drug den looks like, but he leaves his car on the street, and these two guys imply very loudly that they're going to break into his car. Yeah, 
And he turns around and pulls from his trench coat a shotgun and cocks it in front of them. And they're like, whoa, whoa, okay. And again, he's not wearing any sort of, like, identification that he's cop. Never identifies himself as a cop either. He's just a random guy with a trench coat and, like, a sawed-off shotgun. So he busts into this den which, you know... He is, shoots several people with he, a shotgun from very close range. Yeah. And he's, like, uh, you know, just busting into this, like, uh, drug den, which is, like, surrounded by, like, a chain-linked fence and everything like that. Yeah. He's kicking it open, like, shooting people and stuff like that. It's, like, I know a lot of, like, with a cop, you have to write a report every time you discharge. Yes, yeah, so every like, time you fire your weapon, you have to write a report <laughs> yeah, and, and account for where that round went. Yeah, so he's like just <laughs> shooting it in there. Like people are taking shots at him, and he's shooting. Like, so I want to see like the reports that he files. Does he just file like, yeah, I shot this weapon like nineteen times. Do you know where the rounds went, bud? Um, Into the wall, into into the the ceiling. Into the ceiling, probably into some guy's groin. I don't know. I don't know. They're they're drug users. They don't have rights. They don't have rights. Right? You're telling me that people who are down on their luck and probably have some sort of debilitating addiction have rights as people? No. Oh, God. So his whole thing is like, he scares everybody out of the den, and he yeah. finds where this woman is, um, who is, was uncooperative with the cops, and he sits like right next to her. Yeah, he sits with on his the couch shotgun with her, with his shotgun between them. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm going to be with you all the time. I'm going to make your life a living hell." <laughs> it's like, dude, you're not the Terminator in this movie, man. Like. Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, I definitely had flashbacks of the Terminator of like Well, he's dressed almost identically. Yeah, and he has like the sawed off shotgun yeah. from the Terminator and everything. And, yeah. He, like this scene is pulled from the Terminator. I think like whoever was directing this was like, you know what? I want to direct my own Terminator movie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, rightfully, she's scared, and she's like, fine, all right, whatever. I'm going to, you know, I'll identify this person. Because what else do you say when a a six-and-a-half-foot-tall bodybuilder with a shotgun just blew through a bunch (laughs) of innocent people and said, I'm going to follow you? Like, he threatened to stalk her. Yeah, like, isn't that tampering with the witness or something like that, or...? I mean, I guess not if you're a cop. Like, cops are supposed to lean on people, I guess, but, like... Typically, they lean on you by implying that they'll put you in jail for all of these other bullshit charges, right? <laughs> I would expect. They don't kill innocent people, well, hopefully. They're, I don't they're think not. he explicitly kills anybody in this, like, scene. I think there's a lot of shotguns where people are flipping and yeah, stuff like, like that. Yeah, but, like, what do you expect is going to happen when he's firing a shotgun, like, two feet from someone's face? <laughs> Like, he's killing people. He's killing people, man. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> she is like, all right, fine. I will, um, I'll go to the lineup and I will identify this guy. Yeah. So, they have a lineup. All the people in the lineup, it's it's so funny the kind of lineup that they get is nobody looks identical. Yeah. Like, no one looks. Typically, you get people who are similar heights. <laughs> Yeah. And look similar, but not this time. 
And the guy is still in his, like, suit, his suit with his, like, large um, shoulder pads and, like, horrible ponytail. Like, the guy hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, this I is mean, supposed to be multiple days this afterwards. This is supposed to be, yeah, like, I, presumably <laughs> it's multiple days because they have, they, they let her go. Yeah. <laughs> and he has to find her somehow and then they have to rustle up a bunch of people to put in a lineup. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is at least the next day, if not the day after. Yeah. So if not, like you said, weeks later, or yeah. a week later. So, um, she, uh, you know, finger, or fingers him, identifies him, and, um, Very sexy scene. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while since we've recorded, so this episode's going to be a little bit looser. Ah, this, it's good when it's yeah, loose and no, she, Yeah. <laughs> so she identifies him, um, and uh, he goes to court. Um, and Earl's like, good, I've, I've got this guy and everything, but, like, the police chief is saying, oh, we need to make sure that the wife and the um, son are, you know, make sure that they're okay, too. We don't know exactly where they are as well since they changed their name and everything. But Which, we, to me, is, like, why Why did they, like, that's not some, like, witness protection isn't something that... You well, she didn't do. go through witness protection. Right. She basically, in the middle of the night, took the son and changed their names. It's not really specified, like, how she did. no, I'm not saying that she did go through WITSAC, but, like, I would think that anything that would fall under that would be something that, like, a U.S. Marshal would do. Like, something at a federal level. Yeah. Like, cops (laughs) in L.A. are not going to get sent to Oregon. yeah. Um, to find someone. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, but this is Arnold's case. He's going to see it to the end. So, um, the, uh, police chief is like, oh, we're going to send you to Oregon. Yeah. Also, here's your partner. And, um, the partner is like this younger, uh, woman too. And she's like, oh, we're going to like pose as a couple. I'm going to pretend to be a kindergarten teacher because... She had, like, a background in teaching. Well, she was a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, like, they, they find out that the, the mom is is a kindergarten teacher. No, no, uh, that's or a, not that. Not the, so yes. they okay. know that That's the, the other person. Yes. yes, never mind. So they know that the kid goes to this one particular uh, school. So they were like, oh, you'll pose as a teacher. You'll get to know, like, all the students in the class and, like, figure out who the kid is. Because obviously Arnold is the best fit to go on this assignment yeah, well, with someone. Like, I know he's not on the assignment, but, like, why the hell else is he going on? Because he's seen this case to the end. Yep. This is his case. Yeah. So they fly him out um, because I guess Arnold doesn't really need to be there for the court case against this guy. I guess not. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's all wrapped up. <laughs> I guess I'm going to find this kid. Man. Yeah, so they go um, to Oregon. Um, They, like, make some sort of weird uh, puns because his uh, partner, this woman, eats a lot. And he's like, oh, you eating a lot. For such a small lady, you really do eat a lot. It's like, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So... And then she has, like, car sickness and stuff like that. But then you find out that she's pregnant. Yeah, she's actually pregnant. She, yeah. Like, that's... 
the the joke originally was just like you eat a lot for such a tiny lady, and, and like, you're not fat. Yeah, people have different metabolisms. Arnold, grow yeah. up. <laughs> um, and then yeah, she has like morning sickness, and, uh, and she thinks it's the line. flu. Yeah, so she's like, I can't, I can't be a teacher. I can't teach. You have to go in yeah. my place. And it's hilarious because like you get to see Arnold Schwarzenegger and like he has this like. Cut not cut off, but like short sleeved collared shirt. Yeah, and like his muscles were just like ripping through. Yeah, that this. shirt is very obviously just bought off the rack. <laughs> like you hear like about that man's uh, like his biceps are impressive. Like basketball players have the same problem where that like they can't just buy off the rack. Like yeah. all of them have to buy like custom clothes because yeah. they're gigantic. Mm-hmm. Um. Arnold, I'm sure, had to do that. The Rock has to do that. But they have movie production apparently decided we're just going to go to Goodwill and get this weird-looking Hawaiian what? shirt. Yeah. Um, so he goes to talk to the principal because the principal of this uh, school is also in on this, um, uh, I guess, scheme of they're going to try to find uh, this kid. And... Uh, the principal basically says, oh, you know, I've had to let go one of my best kindergarten teachers, so I'm not sure. And, oh, you're a man. Isn't that kind of weird? And it's like this weird kind of like, oh, men can't be like teachers. And it, it gets kind of weird. Well, it's it's very weird because like there's also, if I remember right, feels gossip. A well, there's gossip among the other teachers who, like, very apparently think that he is gay. Yeah, because, because he's, he's a, teaching. And it's like... Well, come on. So, wait, really? Yeah. So, in your world, a profession that up until probably the 70s was dominated by men, 20 years later, no. it's weird for a man to be a teacher? Yeah, it's, it's really, like... I, the line, or that whole scene doesn't really need to be in this movie. Yeah. It's... It really dates the movie. It well, shows... It, it's, it's only in there because, like, they want to establish the, like, oh, he's actually turning into a decent teacher. Yeah. Like, towards the end, because, like, the principal vouches for him. Yeah, well, at the so, very like, beginning, she's like, oh, he won't even last two days. Yeah, she's very, like, suspicious of him being able to handle... Yeah. And again, she's suspicious, too, because he's a male. Yeah. Yeah, so it... I don't know. It's, well, it's presumably a weird... Well, the police... She's suspicious because the police told them, we're sending officers up there. One of them has previous teaching experience, mm-hmm. and she, blah, blah, blah. So she knows that one of her teachers has police coming yeah. for them. To, like, for protection or for not, protection. like, there's yeah. still police coming. Yeah. And there's this guy who looks like a goon <laughs> yeah. who comes in and goes... I'm a cop. <laughs> I'm now the teacher. Sir, you do not look like a cop. Yeah. Um, I'm suspicious of this, but your police captain, if that's who this is, said that you're coming. Sure. Like, I get her suspicion, yeah. but not why they say she's suspicious. Yeah. Like, they could have gone a much different, more believable way of say, saying, isn't this weird? Yeah. <laughs> so, he gets introduced to this class, and yeah. I, so... I wasn't sure because I know you said that some of the um, teachers were actual teachers. Yeah. Uh, some of the extras were... And I don't this. know if any of them, any of the ones who have lines are actually teachers or yeah. not, but I would imagine some of them are. Yeah. And 
it's amazing because I thought I wasn't sure if some of those um, children that were in his class in his kindergarten class were extras like just extra kids or if they were actually actors because they really acted well like kid actors are really hard to I guess deal with because you know they're young you're not sure if they're going to say their lines correctly you're not sure like well on top of of it a lot of them are twins because based on labor laws they have been in place for a while yeah you can only if a kid is under a certain age you can only shoot with them so many hours per day yeah and it really doesn't line up well with the production schedules but if you get two of them (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that's double the effort yeah Uh, double the shooting time um it's hilarious the first time that he's dealing with these kids. Um, it's just some of the like facial expressions that um, that Arnold has. Like I don't I don't know if he's doing it intentionally or if he knows that it's hilarious. Just like the look, of, like his bug-eyed look of like, oh no, I've gotten yeah. myself in too deep with all the kids like running around and him trying to be like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> It's, this movie has some of Arnold's best lines. It's hilarious. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Yeah. Like, one of the kids asks him, like, why do you look like that? Do you have a tumor? He's like, it's not a tumor. Uh, it's, Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a kid in the class whose dad is a gynecologist. <laughs> yeah. Well... Um, That's not at the scene, I don't think. Yeah, but as he's, like, kind of figuring out, because he doesn't really go, um, he doesn't subtly ask the kids, like, what their parents do. Like, he's like, oh, we're going to play a game. We're going to uh, play what does your dad do and stuff like that. So there's a whole, Yeah, because he's trying to find the kid who goes... My daddy's a drug dealer. <laughs> or something. <laughs> or like, my dad doesn't, you know, hang around us anymore. And or, stuff yeah, like, like that. my dad isn't here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a hilarious scene where, like, they do this whole montage of, like, oh, what does your dad do? And, yeah, one of the kids is like, my dad's a gynecologist. <laughs> and there's a funny scene with these two twins who are like, my dad's a sex maniac or something yeah. like that. Like, a sex machine. It's like, oh, that's. That's kind of That's weird. That's weird that you know that. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of these kids are just hilarious. Um, they do that whole, like, diversion of, like, oh, you think it's this one kid who um, he's, like, my dad's hardly ever around and, like, you know, I'm kind of, like, scared of my dad and everything along those lines. And then you realize, oh, there's another kid who has a mom who's also a teacher. Yeah. But you don't know where the father is and everything like that. And, of course, you know, Arnold gets really close to her and stuff like that because yeah. she starts helping Arnold out on her on uh, Arnold's first day. Because yeah, because she teaches a... Is it like a second or third grade class? Like something, Like kids yeah. that are older and a little bit more behaved in, in the class. Yeah. 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 And then, like, after the first day, his partner basically says oh you know I'm, I'm pregnant as well and um lets arnold like hey i know you're not a teacher but you're a really good police officer is he a good police officer if he's shooting i don't like, think he's a good police officer yeah and he and she was like oh you have to run it like you're on the police force yeah. so that's when he decides i'm going to get a whistle i'm going to train these kids and like start getting them yeah, marching he puts them and stuff yeah police academy <laughs> minus <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I guess Police Academy has lessons, too, so... Like, there's a montage of them, like, running through tires. Yeah. And, like, doing some, like, push-ups and stuff like that. And he's, like, yelling at them, You only get one toy. When I blow the whistle, get your one toy. When I blow it twice, you put it back exactly (laughs) where you found it. Yeah. And, like, there's a kid who, like, eats other kids' lunches. And he's like, You are fat. (laughs) And kind of fat shames him. He doesn't, like, yeah, he fat shames him. But he doesn't say you're fat. Yeah, he implies. Yeah, like, he's just like, Why are you eating the other (laughs) children's lunches? Which, to me... Implies that this kid is eating, like he's on his third or fourth for the day. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh Jesus! So there's oh, this, this like, train wreck of a movie. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's very it's '90s too. Like I know uh-huh, 1990 is technically part of the '80s. Yeah, um, but. Like it's very like you can see where the '90s is starting to creep in, and like the yeah. weird soundtrack. The like it, there is a like, weird soundtrack. Like it's got these like fake ass steel drums. <laughs> it's not, but they're not steel drums. They're not like because it's not the beach, but it's just like like that '90s uh-huh. like synthesized music that was in movies every. Yeah, I mean, and it's you know it's not a good because you can kind of tell like halfway through the movie you can tell oh they, they're trying to um do like a subterfuge of like uh, they're trying to like get us to think oh it's this one kid and this one mom who's actually the mother who ran away but you realize spoilers for this movie that's that, almost 30 years old yeah no well 30 years old this this year yeah yeah that it's the um, the mother who's a teacher and her kid who end up being the uh, mother and child of this... Um, the drug dealer. Drug dealer, yeah. Who Arnold falls in love with and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just... It's a crazy movie. Um, Arnold ends up deciding that, like, he quits the uh, force and everything. He's like, I'm going to be a full-time kindergarten teacher. And, um, it's, there's a bunch of other, like, wacky things. Like, the mother ends up killing the woman who, um, identifies her son by, like, buying some bad drugs and selling it to the, you know, drug girl and everything like that. So, she dies off camera and her, you know, her son gets off scot-free and everything like that. It's really... Oh, I thought you meant the mother of the kid. I was no, like, wait no, a minute. No, How no. did I miss that she... Yeah, no, the no, no. mom of the, the, mom the of drug the, dealer. Of the drug dealer, yes. yeah. Ends up buying, like, like or selling... Purposely gives gives this woman a hot dose. Yeah, yeah. so she dies and can't... Or cannot uh, go to court and, like, you know, identify herself. Yeah, for a second there, I was just oh, like... no, no. How did I miss that? No. Because that's a very big plot point. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's... It's a hot mess of a movie. It's, I mean, the story is very trite and uh, very predictable, but it's just, it's so fun. Um, That's why I kind of picked this movie, because, like, I remember watching this movie and just kind of laughing mainly at Arnold. Like, his lines, his expression. Yeah, like, if Murray was... Arnold, I don't think this movie would have had, like, 
the spirit. It would be a that, very different movie. Yeah, I think so too. And um, it, it just like it would be. I it don't would know basically if, be meatballs or stripes. Yeah, like, it wouldn't be because I'm not sure if like Arnold's doing it intentionally or if he like if he's actually trying to act seriously. Like I don't know. I if, mean, I think he was he was trying to make a comedy. Yeah, like, I don't know if he was like hamming it up. He's like you know knowing like oh these lines are really ridiculous, but I'm going to deliver it with like a straight face. Yeah, or like I'm going to put my own like weird Arnold spin on it. Yeah. Um, but like the lines are hilarious. There's a lot of like you know very quotable lines. I'm sure we've quoted a bunch in like Arnold voices yeah. and everything like that um you know I would not watch this movie for its plot yeah because again the plot's very predictable which very... speaking of like it's because we've covered the movie up to a certain point the the reason we're not going in in depth towards the end is that what you expect to happen happens like the drug dealer finds where his kid is he yeah. comes after them and just like every other Arnold movie, the bad guys end up dead. Um, <laughs> but there's a scene I want to point out yeah. when his pregnant, uh, when Arnold's pregnant partner yeah. is coming to the school, right? Mm-hmm. And the drug dealer's mom hits her with a car. Yeah! <laughs> like, in a way that if she was were to hit a real person in real life with this car, they would be dead. But... Or it a pregnant out, lady. Yeah, or a <laughs> pregnant lady. Like, serious things are going to happen. But, yeah. like, which, I mean, she's trying to do in the confines of the movie. Um, you know, Arnold kills the drug dealer in the locker room. And then the mom shoots Arnold. And then his partner is miraculously not dead and shoots the drug dealer's mom. Yeah. And then that's when Arnold decides to be a teacher full time. Yeah. Like, he doesn't go back to being a police officer. Yeah. He's like, oh. um, and, th- and that's the movie. Like, it's it's what you'd expect to happen. But I just want to focus in on this woman who doesn't know that this lady's a police officer. And she just hits her with a car. <laughs> yeah. Because all the characters in the movie have the same knowledge as the audience has. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's really... Because I don't Strange. think her gun's out at that point. No, Does she no. have her gun drawn? No, she yeah, just she's looks just like a, a normal person. Yeah, she's just a woman who's, like, going around, to the, around the building, and yeah. she's just, like, hit with a car. Yeah, I know. Gosh, it's, it's yeah. very strange. Um, <laughs> but I, I would recommend this movie. Yeah. Um, I would recommend this movie just because it's hilarious. Um, take it with a grain of salt. Like, yeah. Don't watch the movie because you're interested in a, you know, a rich story-filled movie. Watch it because it's hilarious. It's funny because Arnold says a bunch of funny stuff with his funny accent. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is funny. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of kids that say funny things as, you know, kids do in, yeah. like, their naive, like, I'm a kid, kindergarten kid sort of thing. And it's just, like... Super wacky, like over the top things. Like at the very beginning, Arnold just shooting people, shooting at people. Yeah. At the very beginning, I I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it for the ride that it was. 
What about you? Yeah, I I like it. It's not my favorite Arnold movie. No. Um, I think Conan the Barbarian is probably my favorite. Really? um, Huh. I might need to give that a watch. Maybe Predator, but even then Predator... Like, I like the weird stuff that he... Oh, well, like, Conan the Barbarian makes sense. But I like, like, uh, Total Recall. Yeah. Which he was also in, which also came out the same the same year as this one. Oh, I'd I like didn't know that. Note. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen Total Recall. That was a, um, a weird movie, too. Yeah, yeah, I really like... Well, I mean, it's based on a Philip K. Dick yeah. story, so... Again, he had really good facial expressions on that, too. Yeah, like, like Arnold is a good comedic actor. Yeah. Um, like, he can really sell... A and he gives that like wacky sort of like stare face of like whoa yeah with like the little bug eyes and like his half open mouth oh, when and everything. he loses it it's hilarious it's yeah. hilarious to see him exasperated yeah just like angry. oh these kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, he's got a, a beautifully expressive face yeah um yeah no I I I like yeah his weirder stuff like Total Recall and uh, Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to throw in a joke answer that is not at all true, just to throw people and be like, Terminator 3. Like, I think that was a high point of his career. Oh, yeah. People would be like, oh, Jingle what? all the way. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I like Arnold movies, but this one, it was hard to go back and rewatch. Yeah. In one sitting. Like, I, I had to split it up. And it's not a long movie. It's like an hour Why? and a half. Why'd you find it kind of hard to watch? Um, like, just the middle section is very... It's very slow. It's very... Like, it's not paced well because the first, like, ten minutes have a lot of exposition. Yeah. And then there's a lot of just, like, Arnold being a teacher. Yeah. And doing things. And then and the then very they... end is, like, ten minutes, maybe. Yeah, and again, in the middle, they try to do this whole, like who, which kid and mother is it? And then they introduce this one mother and kid who's like, this is probably them, but not really. And it doesn't fool the audience. They're like, I know it's not them. Yeah, like it's over an hour of kind of meandering. Like this movie could have been much shorter. I get why they had it in there because there's not a whole lot of story in it and it wouldn't have been feature length. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, like the middle section really kind of drags for me. Yeah, I can yeah. I can see that. And again, like I do enjoy this movie, but can kind of go at it as like a comedy. Again, there's some things that really don't taste well in this movie. Some of like the stereotypes and everything like that. Oh yeah. Um that kind of leave a bad taste in my mouth, but like if you can get kind of past that and watch it for just what it is, a comedy, and um, laugh at Arnold's funny faces and funny lines and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's an enjoyable watch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would... Yeah, like, if you're a an Arnold head... Um, Are there Arnold heads? I think so. Is it shaped like a football? Hey, Arnold. Hey, Arnold. <laughs> I was going to make that joke, but I decided against it. <laughs> That's why I made it. Because um, I'm not yeah, that I mean, proud. I think there's Arnold heads out there, I would assume, but, like, there are better movies of his yeah. to watch. Yeah. Like, if you're, like, trying to find every last bit of Arnold you can and soaking it up because he's not in a whole lot of movies anymore, um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's very dated. It is very dated. Um, it's it's not like 
And it's not dated in the way that, like, the Terminator is dated. Yeah. Where, like, you can tell it's the 80s, but, like, that it's very easy to just put it in a different time. Yeah. Obviously, because they've done it multiple times. Um, no, this is, <clears throat> I mean, just the fashion, some of the ideas. Well, you know they made a sequel to this. Did they? Yeah, Kindergarten Cop 2 has uh, Dolph Lundgren. I don't even know a, who that is. He's, um... He's Ivan Drago in Rocky Two. He's the oh or oh. Rocky Three. I forget which Rocky he's in, but he's he's Ivan Drago. Oh, okay, in, um, yeah, one of the Rocky movies. He's in the Expendables. He was the Punisher in the the eighties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Live entertainment. Um, yeah, movie. Um, he's another guy that's just massive. Massive, yeah. Uh, I've never seen it. I know it exists, but I've, I've never seen it either. I don't really yeah, and again, it's, <laughs> it's mainly because Arnold was in this movie, and the lines are just hilarious. And just seeing yeah. like some of the what the kids say and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, the kids are are definitely funny in this. Arnold's performance is good. Yeah. Like my main my main gripes with the movie are all all have to do with like what the editor and the writer are responsible for. None yeah. of it is with what. Arnold does because like he really sells it and you can tell when he is in a movie he doesn't half-ass his roles no he he doesn't he like he's like okay I'm this character now yeah he fully (laughs) commits and everything yeah and I felt like he knew what the audience wants he's like I'm going to give these funny lines and stuff like that so yeah yeah but yeah um like I said I would recommend it uh with all the caveats that we have um gone over yeah and uh yeah so i think that ends our 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 main topic yeah so but stick around we are going to uh do some me me me's yeah so uh it's been a while so these will be longer normally i'm going to shoot for like three or four things if i do them yeah Uh, i mean this one's going to be longer though so buckle in oh boy (laughs) i have buckled in so do you want to start off or do you want me to you can start off because we might have some overlapping things okay um so i watched the movie game night have you seen that i have seen that i saw that on a plane actually did you like it i mean i'm glad i saw it on a plane i'm glad i didn't spend money on it it's kind of Dumbish. I, I like it. It's dumb. Yeah. Um, it probably won't be a full episode, but I do want people to know that they should go see Game Night. It's funny. It subverts some expectations. Does it? Um, that you have for a movie. Yeah, like there's there's some twisty turny bits in there yeah. that, that would subvert the type of movie they're presenting it as. Okay. Um They do a lot of really cool shots in it where um when i first saw it i like the 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 like uh zoomed out shots that they do for transitions to show that people are going to a different place yeah um i thought they were models and they had just built like maybe cg models or something Mm -hmm. for for things um and we were watching it over Christmas with my family because my, my parents had never seen it and yeah. it's like oh this is something you can watch with family yeah. right and um, my dad because he his entire career has been marketing and for a large section of that was specifically in like video and photography and stuff like that mm-hmm. always like dissects movies by like the cinematography yeah. and he goes 
oh, that's cool. You don't see shots like that anymore. And I go, that's CG, isn't it? And he goes, no, that's an in-camera. Yeah, cool. And the way you do it, apparently, you have to have a lens and you have to kind of tilt it away from what you're shooting. And it's it's just a... um, uh, an optical illusion. Uh-huh. Like your your brain will will um, twist those images so that they don't look real because that's not where the focus is going. Huh. Maybe I miss some of the, like the um, cinematography. Just kind of like watching it on a small screen in yeah. a plane. Yeah. Like he, he he was just like, oh, that's really cool. You don't see because cool. I always thought that it was it was CG. Oh. Um, okay. Huh. But uh, I I think it's funny. I. I mean, my quibbles with it are obviously that it's just... It's meant to be a popcorn monster movie. Yeah. Which is why it's fun to watch with family. Yeah. But it's also... We're... You and me have a lot of board game nights. We do. And so... Watching this movie, I know because it's for a mainstream audience, they have to have board games of, like, life yeah. and sorry. And, and Jenga stuff. And, it's like, and things like that, yeah. But the characters are portrayed as super competitive, and it's like... What competitive board game head is going to bring life? Yeah. You're bringing Sellers of Catan. You're bringing things <laughs> that, like, the, the games they bring are 100% luck, whereas yeah. you'd think these people who are super competitive would bring 100% skill, skill games, yeah. like Settlers of Catan. Or, like, well, there's luck are, in Settlers of Catan. Well, yeah, but I mean... A, a Euro game is more what I mean, where you're not playing the other players, you're playing... The, the game itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, again, I get why they didn't put that in there, because, like, they you don't want to see them show up with, like, Twilight Imperium. Yeah, or something. and like, then people will be like, what kind of game is that? Twilight yeah. Imperium. A but very Monopoly and Sorry, like, people recognize that. Yeah, yeah but Twilight Imperium's good. Um, if you've got, like, seven hours to burn, I would highly I was going to say a week. <laughs> um, that game is long. It is very long. Uh-huh. It's not a week. Seven hours, probably. Depends if the people know how to play the game or not. Yeah, that's true. But I do kind of like how it devolves into sort of a, um, I guess... Mystery? A heist movie? It's like a heist mystery? Heist mystery, sort of like escape room sort of deal. Like they've got to figure out clues and stuff like that. Um, I really think that the neighbor is kind of a weird inclusion into the... um, It's just because he looks weird. Yeah. Just his whole character is kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, they wrote him weird, but but the only reason they wrote him in like that is because they had a weird guy, I think. They're like, okay, yeah, we'll have the weird neighbor be a a plot point in this movie. Yeah, and, like, not spoilers, but semi-spoilers, I didn't know, like, he was going to be a super important character in that, like, movie. Oh, I did. Like, that. I I feel like that was telegraphed from the beginning. I don't know. His interactions. Again, you know, um, I was on a plane, so I was like in and out. Yeah, yeah. I I would recommend a rewatch, maybe, maybe. With, with family. Yeah, because um, it, it's a good movie to watch with your family. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so for me, surprise, surprise, I watched The Mandalorian. Okay. Uh, the Mandalorian. Um, it, I Is watched. The spoiler ban lifted on that yet? Uh, no. So I'm I'm going to keep it. Brief. I'm going to keep it, um, you know, very vague and stuff. I've watched the entire series. A-plus series for me. Um, I loved this series. I can understand why Disney Plus has made it, like, its flagship. Um, it's really one of the reasons why, you know, you should have a Disney Plus um, account. Um, it's so good. It It's a 
really refreshing. It's nice that they um, they explore this universe. And it's really cool, too, because, like, they give winks and nods to the other, like, the universe. Um, but they don't play such an important role in the story where if you hadn't seen, like, Rebels or if you hadn't seen, like, the prequel movies, you wouldn't get it. Um, they just give a couple of nods and things like that of, like, oh, there's a joke here about, you know, a prequel um, thing. They ha- they have a joke about a, a Gungeon. Oh, Gungeon? Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, is hilarious as a, like, uh, a person who knows Star Wars. But, like, for somebody who doesn't know Star Wars, it was, like, a one-liner thing, and then they moved on. Um, I love the endings. Like, at the end of the episode, they do uh, concept art in, like, this sort oh, of, like... Cool. Yeah, wooden sort of frame thing. Yeah. And it's so cool. Like, usually, you know, with a lot of these streaming services or streaming episodes, you skip through the um, the uh, beginning of it and the ending of it. You know, you yeah. don't, like, watch uh, the beginning and the ending. But, like, I sat there and I watched all the credits because I wanted to sort of see these concept arts, these pieces of art. And it was so amazing. And, like, the story writing was really tight on this. Um, there's a character. I'm no spoilers, but you. Know, there's a character who's taken the world by storm. Baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. You can say it because I was. Um, last night I was getting gas, and you know the pop sockets that people put on the back of their phone. Yeah. Um, they saw pop sockets. With Baby, baby Yoda. Yoda on it. Like, I feel like if that's on a pop socket, you can, you can say Baby yeah. Yoda. Uh, baby <laughs> Yoda has taken um, the internet world by storm, and I can see why. That character is... It's a very cute character. And just just the way that it interacts with the world, the way that um, it kind of... It has its own arc, too. Um, it's funny. Here in Atlanta, we have a, a belt line. Um... And I usually run down the belt line and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there's a bridge that has a lot of graffiti on it. Well, somebody graffitied Baby Yoda in his little carrier on there, as well as just, like, a regular Baby Yoda, like, standing on there. And it's so crazy to, like, sort of see that in a graffiti artist like, style yeah. and everything. Like, how popular it's become. It's I, really... I love that section of graffiti over there. They used yeah. to be... Like, it's no longer there, but I, ha- I have a picture of it on my phone yeah. um, where someone graffitied... I like... I, or I love anime, and then in parentheses underneath it, <laughs> not Naruto. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, those graffiti artists are hilarious. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, a bunch of Simpsons and it's, stuff. And it's sanctioned graffiti. It's, like, yeah. the city actually has it up so that artists can make murals. And yeah, stuff. and it's, yeah. it's really cool because like I've gone and I've ran past it and you can see a lot of these artists out there like spray painting and stuff and it's really kind of cool to see that process and everything yeah um because a lot of times I thought that they use stencils a lot of people just like freehand Freehand it it, yeah which is amazing like you know with a spray can it's probably really hard to sort of like get that line they're probably using airbrushes too a lot Yeah, yeah yeah so it's really cool, but all in all, 
The Mandalorian is such a tightly written, um, well executed uh, show. Well, I mean, that's what you get when you have John Favreau and also Dave Filoni. Yeah, like, and it's amazing, like the guest characters that they get. Yeah, they like it. Feels like every episode um, has a new, interesting guest character. They had a uh, Watiti on there. Yeah, um, he's IG IG eleven. Six or something. Yeah. One of the IG robots. They have um, the David Sedaris's sister on there. Um, Amy Sedaris. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's really cool, and I highly recommend it. Um, it's complete now, so maybe if you want to like get that trial of Disney Plus for that month and watch the entire episode and yeah. cancel your <laughs> trial, you know, I would highly recommend it. I um. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Have you I, watched any of the episodes? No. no. Um, I, yeah, because I, I don't have Disney Plus. Um, get a month trial. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> I uh, just like it because I feel vindicated about something that I said two years ago. I think longtime listeners can find can it. Find it in in one of our older episodes. But we were talking about Solo. Yeah. Either you and me or, you, or me and Richard. Um, and I said that I feel like Solo would be a much better movie. Like, I think it was when it was first announced. And yeah. I was kind of guessing it what would be in it. Mm-hmm. And I said then, if with Solo they went the route of either a noir-type yeah. film or a spaghetti western, yeah. that would sell gangbusters and be awesome. Yeah. Because of the photography I've seen from this the show it's, I feel it's vindicated yeah. that it's if, because it's, western. it's a spaghetti western like yeah. it really builds out the world and it looks cool yeah like, and I, I, I'm there gonna are, pat myself on the back for that prediction yeah. of, of like this would look really cool it, in, this, yeah. in this universe well I mean <laughs> you know a lot of Star Wars was taken from old samurai movies yeah. and stuff like that and a lot of the samurai, or a lot of the old spaghetti westerns were taken from samurai movies and things along those lines. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, there's a, a trope of spaghetti western of the lone gunman who comes into, a, like, a town that needs help yeah. from, like, a roving gang of uh, bad people. Yeah. So... Which is a, you know, seven samurai. Magnificent seven. Yeah, who helps this small town against, you know, this uh, evil force. Well, there's a spaghetti western that does the exact same thing. A cowboy who comes in and helps out a city. There's an episode of The Mandalorian that does the same thing. Where The Mandalorian and friends come and help out this one, you know, town that's being attacked by... A lot of it, from what I can see, is drawn specifically from, like, Sergio Leone movies, like... Um, mm-hmm. There's also Lone Wolf, the book series. Uh, yeah, like, the and, and the thing with Sergio Leone, he he directed the, the Man With No Name trilogy, which mm-hmm. is kind of where Clint Eastwood broke big. Um, yeah. You know, it's Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, Fistful of Dollars, and... Think high, I think Hang 'em High. I I, I can't sure. remember the last one, but Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is kind of like 
the the quintessential spaghetti western of like yeah. you said the unnamed gunman coming to town. Yeah, he's not a good dude. He's, he's not, not a bad guy. Yeah, he's got some set of morals. He's he's got a heart of gold, and he but usually, he's like, not a good guy. Yeah, like he's killed people and stuff. <laughs> but usually he falls in love, or you know, finds somebody in that city who he's like I'm going to fight for or something yeah. like that, and then like helps out the city to become a little bit more independent and uh, right. fights off whatever big evil is threatening that town, city, village, whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there are a lot of episodes that are very spaghetti western. Um, there are some episodes that um, that seem to kind of go off the rails, and it's kind of interesting to see some of like the more like stranger ones. Um, there's a heist one, which is really cool. Yeah, it's only, what, like eight episodes? Yes, it's only yeah. eight episodes. And they're like 45-minute episodes. This is also the type of show, though, that I feel like I would... Um, uh, that I Sorry, we had a, a, a little hiccup with Audacity there. We both thought that it had not been recording for 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> oh, that oh, will... Whew. Uh, so Mandalorian is one of those shows that, like, the reason I don't want to get Disney Plus yeah. is that it's one of those shows that once it's available on Prime, I'll just buy the entire season. Will it be available on Prime? Yeah, because they're putting it out on DVD. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Or on Blu-ray or, or 4K or whatever. Yeah. What I mean, I highly but, like, recommend it, but... Because, like, yeah, like, I don't have HBO, but I'm yeah. for sure going to get Watchmen. Oh, oh, for yeah. For example. I, like, I hear it's I, good, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I... There are certain shows that, like, I don't need the entire service just to see the one show. Show, yeah. Because I'll eventually, if I get Disney+, Plus, I'll go down the rabbit hole of forgetting to cancel it, and then I'll just have it. Yeah, and, and then you have to, like, watch Gargoyles. Then I have to, and... like, max out the queue like I did with Netflix. Yeah. And Amazon Prime, and I'll never watch it. And yeah. It's a whole problem. It's like, bad. I just need to spend money on yeah. it. <laughs> Though, I know that we use these sort of things as testing grounds. Yeah. If you end up watching that series and you enjoy it, yeah. that would definitely be a um, an episode I would love to do with you. Okay. Um, for, for television, um, I would prefer for the entire series to be complete. Yeah. And, if oh. that makes sense. Instead of doing, like, one yeah, like, sort of series. haven't they said they're going to stop it after three? Like, that they... I don't know. Or have they said that they've... They they've haven't really got said this, it. it. planned out for three. Maybe, yeah. I know that uh, the second season's definitely green, greenlit. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure, like, how long okay. they want to do it. But anyway, so that was that was me. Okay. Um, so this is one that I think can stand on its own as an entire episode mm-hmm. is uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Have you ever seen that? Oh, um, no, I don't think I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Smokey and the Bandit is one of the first um, movies shot in Georgia after, I think it's after Carter signed the like, uh. film commission or made the film commission happen in Georgia. Um, it's really interesting. It's a... Um, it's a heist movie, kind of. Um, it's responsible for the the uh, like Trans Am being a popular car. Um, the whole thing is that he is going on a run to Texarkana, Texas, from Georgia, 
within a certain amount of time to buy as much Coors, or not buy, he steals as much Coors beer as he can. Because at the time in the 70s, Coors beer was not sold east of the Rocky Mountains. And so, like, my dad has stories of whenever his his dad would, uh, like, go to Texas to, to work on, like, like a... He, he had a, a construction business, and so whenever he would go out to, to Texas to, like, um, for example, move a building or put a steeple on top of a, a church or something like that, he would always fill the trunk of his car with, with, with Coors beer um, because you just couldn't get it. And so that was a fairly common occurrence for people. Um but it's a it's a, a really good movie, I think. Um, none of the sequels really stand up, if I remember right. I think it's just the first one that's that's worth watching, especially if you've never seen it. Oh, yeah. Um, that could be a, a thing, yeah. But, yeah, I feel like that one's strong enough to carry as a full episode. Full episode, yeah. Um, so I won't talk about it too much, okay. other than that backstory. Yeah. Um... But, but yeah, so nice. I, I guess, uh, what, what else did you do? Uh, so I also saw a, another, well, I saw a movie, um, Parasite. The, oh, uh, I've been wanting to see that. It's really good. Is uh, that strong enough for a full episode, do you think? I, I do think so. Um, it's... My, my lefty Twitter blew up about that movie. Oh, really? I, um, yeah, I really want to see it yeah. just because of my, my, like, need to see class struggle like, oh, it's um, yeah. It is it's some class struggle. <laughs> Give me something to be angry about. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's also a really interesting like story too. Um, it's more like a horror movie or like a psychological a little thriller. Bit, yeah. yeah. Um, it's also so the director is um, a Bong uh, Joon Ho. Yeah, who also he directed did Okja, which we covered. Yeah, and Snowpiercer. And the um, host, I think, and he's done he's done a handful of other South Korean movies. Yeah, this this one won a Golden Globe though. Is it got nominated for a Best for Picture Best too? Best Picture, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, I don't think it'll win Best Picture. We'll see. I feel like the industry will push very hard for Joker to win yeah. Best Picture. I can't believe that it got so many nominations. I can't believe it got eleven. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a bit much, Ugh. but I. The Academy voters, it, when you're looking at categories, the ones that win, the reason they're an upset is because of the way the Academy registers the votes. Mm-hmm. Is that they, they use, like, my understanding is that they use a Likert scale. So yeah. it's, like, 1 to 10, for example. Like, really didn't like it, really liked it. Okay. And so the movie that wins isn't the one that gets the most tens. It's the one that the most people rated the same number. Uh, Oh, that's weird. So it's kind of a mix of averaging it at, like it's a really weird ranking system. And so it's, it's the one that all of them have seen and Mm. that all of them have lost or the most of them have seen. Seen, Yeah. Cause not all the voters watch all the movies nominated, which is weird. Yeah. You shouldn't be voting unless you've seen everything everything, in the category you're voting on. But, but yeah, so best picture a lot of times is an upset because it's like, okay, well I can almost 
guarantee that Joker was seen by more of the voters than, yeah, than Parasite. Parasite. Just because of the fact that it's subtitled. Uh, that, yeah. Which he even, in his acceptance speech at the Golden Globes, yeah. was just like, you see, when you can get beyond that one-inch barrier at the bottom of the screen, yeah. a whole new world opens new up. Words. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry and to hijack No, thing, no. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, this just like... And I think both you and probably your dad, because... The cinematography was so interesting in it. Yeah. A lot of the, the He's angles. He's a very the, good uh, filmmaker. Yeah, and just the story, it has, it has, it had me on the edge of my seat. And there were a lot of moments that you wouldn't think would be stressful, but were pretty, like, intense and stressful and everything like that. Um, it is just a really good movie. Um, I've watched a lot of anime, and I've watched a lot of, like, subtitled anime, so this wasn't a big deal for me, you know, like, reading and watching at the same time and everything. I know how some people may be turned off by that, but I would highly recommend, like, even if you're not a big fan of subtitles, give this a shot. Like, this is really good. I really enjoyed it. And there's a lot of just moments that, you know, don't really have a lot of uh, conversations that just watching it um, is just amazing. And just, like, a lot of the concepts that they throw out are really just interesting. And even if you're not as, I guess, left-leaning as we are, I still think it's a good movie like it's a solid movie Mm -hmm. it does have class struggle in it and there are a lot of like interesting um turns that it takes but it's also just a really good movie and a really good kind of like thriller horror sort of deal and it's not even like horror and the blood and guts and stuff like that like a lot of people know i'm not a big fan of all of that and sure. I still really like this movie it wasn't like it's more psychological than, than anything yeah. else yeah so I highly recommend this movie um, once you see it because I'm sure you're going to see it yeah it's um, if it's something that you're interested in talking about I think that would be a really interesting topic okay yeah sweet um, so the next one is also one that I feel like is strong enough to carry um, is uh, my wife and I watched uh, Cabaret. Oh, yeah. Again, for the millionth time. Yeah, we were actually in the Cabaret. Together. Yeah, like we may have referenced it before, but uh, Stuart and I, when we were in college, um, I was responsible for music direction. And mm-hmm. so you were on bass, yeah. played drums. We had another classmate who played piano. Yeah. And we had another classmate who was kind of a free-for-all because he was a very accomplished musician. Yeah. So he would play guitar, and he would play trumpet, yeah. and he would play trombone, and he would he would play just the weird instruments that it's just like, well, we don't need an entire yeah. other person to do this one thing. He just yeah. does it all. But... Um, it's it a, a really good movie. Yeah, it's, it was a lot of fun, um, like, being part of that production. And as the band, we were on stage, so we were able to sort of, you know, see the production play out. So yeah. I assume the movie follows a lot 
in the stage play? There's some that's cut out and oh. some that's that's added. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the the whole like pineapple song section from the play is yeah. just cut because oh, okay. those characters are cut. Like it it just focuses on the Englishman Sally mm-hmm. and. Um, kind of the, the, the rise of, of Nazis. Oh, okay. Um, in in Weimar Republic Germany. Yeah. Um it's a really, really good movie. I kind of want to pair it with a book club because it's based on a cole- on a on a, a collection of short stories written by a guy who lived in Germany during the, the Weimar Republic. Oh wow. Yeah. And was there for the rise of not the, the Nazis, Nazis taking over. Um Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I kind of want to pair it with a book club and, like, do a book club and then also do the movie and be like, how well does this movie reflect this book? Yeah. Or are they two separate things? Yeah. Like, um, but, yeah, I I feel like that that one is strong enough to carry. Yeah, I definitely think so, too. Okay. Nice. Uh, So, I guess my last thing is, um, so I have recently purchased a Switch. Um, I've oh, been yeah, playing, you did. Yeah. yeah. I've been uh, playing that, and, of course, when I purchased the Switch, I got Breath of the Wild. Um, I, I'm kind of late to the game. Uh, Breath of the Wild came out in, I think, 2017, 2018, maybe? Um, I love Zelda games. Um, I've been playing all the Zelda games. I, I guess all the ones that were on console, except for Skyward Sword. I never played that one. I hear the controls were very janky. Mm. It was the one that was uh, released on the Wii, and you would have to swing your sword oh, yeah. using the Wii remote. Yeah. And that was before they had the um, Motion Plus was sensor that a, on it. Uh, Twilight Princess? No. Was that Skyward Sword? Uh, no. So Skyward Sword, Twilight Princess came before Twilight Sword. So, oh, okay. uh, Princess was actually released on... Um, GameCube and Wii, right? GameCube and Wii, yes. Yeah. And it was interesting because on the GameCube, they inverted all of the dungeons. So all of the dungeons oh, were Oh, right, because Link's left-handed. Yeah. But most players are right-handed. Right-handed. And so they just flipped it. Yeah, okay. Which was kind of cool. I thought it was cool. Like, yeah. You know, and I assume that's kind of easy. Just all you have to do is just... Inverse, yeah. yeah, the code. Well, I say it's easy. It's probably not. It's I don't probably know code. not, yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was really cool. That's how they separated the two off of the Wii and the um, uh, Game GameCube. Cube. So I'm a big fan of um, Zelda games. I love them. And my main reason for purchasing the Switch was so I could play Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Because it's won so many awards. Yeah. It's one of, like, the best games of the year some people are saying of the decade and everything like that um i've been having so much fun with it uh i haven't beat it yet i'm very close but man just like the exploration of it um a lot of just the stories that they tell uh just going through and doing the different i guess dungeon slash spirit beasts and everything like that it's been so amazing uh I can understand why this game won all of the awards. Just exploring, like, your um, view when you're able to sort of, like, your line distance in that game is amazing. It's so far, like, you can see things, like, out in the distance and makes you curious about it. You're like, 
you see like a giant What's mountain and you're like, what could that mountain be? Or you see like flying dragons and yeah. you're like, what the crap is that dragon doing there? So you go and like start exploring. I can't tell you how many hours I've just spent like exploring and it, you know, usually there's so much stuff packed in that game your exploration is usually rewarded with something. You yeah. usually find something or you gain something, you improve your character, and it's really, it's so much fun. Um, I love the mechanics. I love a lot of the dungeons. Um, a lot of the puzzles that you have to figure out. The shrines that you have to go through to get like hearts and stuff like that. The shrines are each its own little puzzle or its trial and those are so much fun. I just love that, like, it's a very interesting concept. It feels very much like a Zelda game, but it feels so different from any other Zelda game, too. Yeah. Um, well, so one of the things I've heard, because it, it, I, I have not played it yet, because mm-hmm. I don't have a Switch. Yeah. Um, and I got rid of my Wii U. But I like playing sandbox games, and I know that they're... Most sandbox games on consoles have a huge problem of you have to do X, Y, and Z in order um, before you can access certain areas of the Mm -hmm. map. And that's a huge break, because that's not really a sandbox game. That's kind of like a railroaded sandbox. It's like a Metroidvania, where you have to get a certain unlock to unlock other... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. But uh, the point I was wanting to make is that this is like a true yeah. sandbox. Yeah, like you can they give you, you can go to the final boss you can. once you fire up the game and just yeah. they give luck. you <laughs> they give you all of the tools necessary to beat anything at the very beginning. Yeah. Um it's going to be hard because, you know, if you you're do go to the final up. boss because you're not like fully leveled up or anything like See, that. How do they handle levels in that? Like cuz normally in other Zelda games they just you get an item and that makes you a little like you get like a heart container. Yeah. So um, the way that they do this is they give you all the items at the very beginning. They're okay. like, here are all of your abilities that you have. Yeah. Good luck. Um, and then the way that you level up, you get hearts and stuff, you explore and you find these shrines. And each shrine is like a small little mini dungeon okay. where you have to like figure out a puzzle and you figure out the puzzle using the tools that they gave you at the very beginning. Like you wake up and they're like, Here's all of your tools. Yeah. You know, here's your bombs. Here's your freezing ability to freeze water. Uh, here's your magnetism to move things. Here's everything. So you use all of those tools to get through those shrines. And when you beat a shrine, you get the one-fourth of a heart container. Okay. So it's, it teaches or it um, rewards you for exploring because... Usually, when you explore, you find those shrines, and you can level okay, up your character. Okay, so they haven't they haven't gone like full RPG and like no. you're a level. No, no, whatever, they don't do that. Yeah, and stuff. You you just nope. earn, it, it, okay. It's just it's gotcha. hearts and stamina. So really, I mean, you start the game off with three hearts. Oh, it's stamina in this one. Oh yeah, you can do oh, stamina okay. because you can climb up stuff, and that eats up stamina. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can pretty much climb up anything. Okay. Uh, which is kind of really cool because you can just, like, climb up these giant uh, buildings and you have, like, a little hang glider that you can glide down. Yeah. Um, But really, you start off with a full bar of stamina. You start off with three hearts. If you want to, you can run straight to Ganon and fight him. 
Okay. Yeah, you have to be really good at, like, dodging and know what you're doing, but yeah. you can beat them. I've seen, well, I haven't seen any speedrunners, but I've heard of speedrunners. I would assume speedrunners then could just, like, beat the game in 15 minutes. If, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, the game is really, it's beautiful. It's very story-rich, um, and I love the exploration. So I, I highly recommend it, especially if you're a big Zelda fan. Um, I'm sure you've probably already played this game, but the game was definitely worth the purchase of a Switch. Okay. And now I have access to a bunch of other games on the Switch that yeah. I will eventually be playing. Like, I've heard some good recommendations. Um, like, one of our other friends that, that has a Switch was mm-hmm. telling me, or actually let me and my wife fool around on his Switch, because mm-hmm. he was just like, you have to check this game out. Yeah. Um, there's one called Ape Out. No. Oh, where you're a gorilla that escapes from a zoo. Yeah. <laughs> And you're, like, it's bloody. Like, you're killing things and, like, uh, getting around. Like, it, it's an indie, like, minimalist art game. Yeah. But the reason it's cool is that there's a dynamic soundtrack oh. that's entirely jazz drums. <laughs> and so, like, when you're sneaking around and stuff, like, it's just, like, like... Yeah. Like, right? But then when you start beating guys and grabbing them and using them as shields... Like, because you're being shot at, right? Um, then, like, they add Tom. So it's just like, boop, right? The more chaos you're causing. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's just this kind of, like, endless runner type thing. where Or not endless runner, but um, you're just kind of, like, top down looking at this gorilla trying to escape from cool confinement. Yeah. Uh, and also Untitled Goose Game is on there, which... Yeah. That game is eh. just 100% be a dick, the game. Yeah. Just be a, be a goose. Uh, yeah. No, I've got um, two other games. One game that um, I'm playing, uh, Pokemon. Okay. Uh, I've got Pokemon... Sword or Shield? Shield. Okay. Shield, yeah. And then uh, there's a another game that I haven't started playing. I'm probably going to play it after I beat Breath of the Wild. And that's um, uh, Fire Emblem, Three Houses. <laughs> so, so it's Harry Potter minus one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was kind of funny because when I was uh, purchasing, I purchased it off of Amazon because some good friends of mine gave me a Amazon uh, gift card. You're and, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Stuart runs our D&D group. Yeah. Um, that, that meets once a month, sometimes yep. twice a month if we have the time because yeah. we're all adults with busy, busy schedules. Yeah. And um, guys, For my birthday. Reward, your, reward your DMs. Give, yeah. Give them gifts because it's not easy being a DM. Well, it, and it was so nice. You guys got me a card with like, and you wrote your characters' names. Yeah, in we it signed and it from our characters' names. That that yeah. meant that meant a lot. That was well, really good. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and they gave me a uh, Amazon gift card, so I got um, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses off of Amazon, and I occasionally check like the questions. Yeah, and it was funny like. There are so many, like, shit questions on there. Like, oh, the I... reviews? The, or not the reviews, but yeah, yeah. The yeah, point, the questions. Yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, do I have to own three houses to buy this game? <laughs> 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 I know. <laughs> there are answers of like, yes, but, you know, you have to, you know, fully have paid off two of your houses and have a mortgage on the third house. And then there was like, <laughs> which, which house will I get sorted into? Will there be a sorting hat? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they should have named that game something else, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's hilarious. Like, if you ever go on the Amazon, occasionally look at the questions, because the questions are super funny, especially on video games. I think people love putting those shit questions. Well, like, yeah, like the shit post questions and then, like, the overly dramatic reviews yeah. are hilarious. Um, like there's, there's one famous one that's, that's online where a woman was reviewing a sex toy (laughs) and like, yeah, on Amazon and it like goes into, into graphic detail and like, she was just like, I, I blacked out when I woke up six (laughs) hours later, like I couldn't walk right. And like, oh boy, stuff that was obviously hyperbolic, but but still still funny. You're right. So yeah, that check, just to get the, check out. the Amazon reviews and the questions. Yeah, but if, so so you have not started four houses or three houses, three houses. yet. Yeah, don't forget there's there's three houses. <laughs> three there's houses. only three houses, <laughs> right? It's not Harry Potter. It's uh, not Harry Potter. No, I'm I'm going to start that probably after I beat Breath of the Wild. I like okay. um, having uh, playing games and beating them fully until yeah. I move on to the other one. And with Pokemon uh, Shield, I'm playing that with my significant other, so... Okay. Yeah. Well, um, um, the... But that's it for me. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, just piggybacking off your, your Switch thing, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, because I, I know you've played these games before, mm-hmm. um, but Darkest Dungeon has a Switch game. Yeah, I, I have Darkest Dungeon on... Uh, Steam. Steam. Um, it's also, a lot the remastered versions, and I don't know how this looks because I can't imagine an Infinity game on a portable handheld device. Yeah. But if I had a Switch or mm-hmm. a Switch Lite, I would want to see what, like, so they've bundled these games so that you can get Baldur's Gate remastered, oh, Baldur's yeah. Gate 2, and then Planescape and Icewind Dale, I think, are paired, and then Neverwinter Nights. Yeah. Um,. I want to see what an Infinity Engine game looks like. Because there's a lot of time. There's a lot of stuff, yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm curious. Like, if you have extra money lying around, I kind of would like for you to get it. Just so I could see (laughs) what it looks like. I might. I mean, it it all depends. I do like the Boulder Skate, so, you know. Those are fun. Yeah, and Planescape is my jam. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's that's it for me. That's you? Um, on okay. the Mies. So I've got a few more because, like I said, we were on break for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a few, but I'm saving them. Uh, so I watched uh, – this is another one that I think is strong enough to go on its own mm-hmm. is uh, The Good Shepherd. It is a – it's a long movie. Like oh. You would want, probably want to break it up. But it's yeah. – um, Robert De Niro, I think it's his first movie he directed. Oh, cool. But it's a – Matt Damon is the main character, and it's got Angelina Jolie in it, but it's a focus on um, this one character as he goes through the very beginnings of the Central Intelligence Agency. Mm-hmm. So oh, I think he's I've not seen recruited. Previews. Yeah, he's yeah. not recruited as an OSS member yeah. because the OSS during World War II became the CIA in the fifties. Yeah. Um, but he is like yeah like he not well spoilers for a twenty year old movie but he um, I won't be spoiled he's recruited um, I guess I'll have to walk away now <laughs> <laughs> well like he's recruited to join and so you see him yeah. at the very beginning of this agency um, as it becomes something and see how it warps him as a as a person oh, okay 
Um, it's probably like there's a guy famously known um, as one of the section chiefs um, named James Jesus Angleton. Yeah. And he's not playing this character, but it's very obvious that, like, he's playing a fake character, fake, a yeah. fake person. Yeah. But it, from all accounts of, like, real world spy shit, like, that's who this character is based on. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But, uh,. Yeah, so that that's that. I think that one's strong enough to hold its own. Okay. Um, the next one I think is strong enough to hold its own um, for an episode. Uh, it's Marvel sixteen oh two. I you ever read that? No. Is that a comic? Or? Yeah, it's a comic. It's a it's a standalone series. Like it, it it's a single graphic novel. Yeah. It's a Neil Gaiman comic. Oh, I um, do like him. I like that author. It's all it, it's a lot of the the characters from Marvel in the year sixteen oh two. Oh, so like interesting. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth is in power. Yeah. Um you've got Stephen Strange, you've got Captain America, you've got How Captain America? I mean, there's no America. That's Well, so it's interesting how they work Captain America in. Okay. You'll see. Yeah. Uh and, and these characters are on the cover, so it's not yeah. spoilers. Yeah. But um yeah, do it's, they do it's Iron really Man? interesting. Um like how do you do Iron Man? Steampunk Iron Man? Uh, no, but it's, uh, they have, like, Dr. Banner. Okay. They have Nick Fury. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, like, so, so it's a really cool story. I think it holds up very well. Nice. And I think it, it could definitely be something that, that we focus on. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the last three things are things that are not, <laughs> are not strong wow, enough. Wow, you do have a lot. Own. Yeah, like, they, they're they not strong enough to hold hold up on their own, but they're Are still going, interesting. Is um, it a speed round now? Yeah, it's speed round. All right. So, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the anime. Oh, God, that would be forever. How how far along are you on that? The anime? It's only 22 episodes. 26 jo- episodes. Which one? Which series? There's um, multiple seasons. Oh, well, it's whatever was on Netflix. There's multiple it's, seasons. It starts. It starts out in like 1866. Oh, so the first season. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, there's yeah. there's seven. I. It gets even weirder. Okay. So I know. So like, I started Theo watching it. <clears throat> a vampire and everything. Well, and I started watching it because <laughs> I've heard how bizarre this. Like it's in the yeah. name. Yeah. Right? It gets but, even weirder <clears throat> because there's like stands and there's like yeah. Yeah. The so. The first episode, I really don't like the animation in it. No, it's, it's weird animated. It's very yeah. badly animated, I think. But it's a stylistic it get, choice. I think it does get better um, but throughout the series. I was watching, like, the first episode, I was just like, man, this 22 minutes is dragging on for a while. It is. Like, what's going on? And then the end credit music starts... And it's fucking roundabout by yes. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's, this, the show happens, at, like I said, it starts off in 1866. Yeah. And then, like, this big dramatic anime scene happens at the very end of the episode. And it's like, bah, yeah. and then it's, it's really, the music's great. Yeah, the music is great, but it's just so, it's so weird. Yeah. It's, it's a weird juxtaposition. I like it. I don't know if I'm going to watch seven series of it, though, or seasons of it. Yeah, it, um, it gets even weirder. I mean, it gets very bizarre. Like, I haven't seen it all, but I've I've read, like, a, um, 
I guess, a synopsis of it. Because yeah. I was like, I was in your same boat. I watched it on Netflix, and I was like, I can't commit my life for for a whole all these episodes. Yeah. So I guess they only have the first season then, because I thought that was the full. Oh God, no, that thing, yeah. and I was just like, oh man, this is because um, I know the the manga still yeah still being produced, still going. So, so. like from the eighties, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I recommend that if you're into weird like weirder stuff and see I and knew you that you would have something yeah. to talk about with that because it's anime and I know you're like <laughs> the anime head here on this couch um, so the yeah I, I recommend it if you're into weird shit yeah um, and you have time to sync for seven episodes or seven series yeah seasons um, and then I also watched uh, a Ken Burns documentary called The Vietnam War oh which mm. yeah I really recommend because it's very, it's important because it's it's the modern standard for how wars are conducted. Yeah, um, it's the first war with a really heavy military industrial complex. Yeah, um, there's a lot of atrocious shit that happens. Um, yep. And a lot of it is stuff that they use in this documentary. It, it is extremely graphic. Oh, wow. Um, they have footage because this was also the first, and I would say last war, that journalists were allowed at the front lines with soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of why they're not anymore is that it's not a safety issue. It's a support for the war issue. Yeah. Because that's why there was such a backlash of this because people could see what people could see the front lines of war. Yeah. Um, It was nasty. Yeah. The, well, and, and like they go into, um, you know, the, the soldiers killing civilians. Um, they go and well and and part of the reason for that is that Washington was asking was asking for statistics to justify sinking the money and manpower into doing this. Yeah. And so what that turns into is soldiers keeping track of bodies. Yeah. Oh, and using those as like, oh well, good, we killed five hundred today. Yeah. God. We killed sixteen thousand this month. Yeah. It, we kill. Yeah. Like it's. It dehumanizes. It, yeah, it it, and it, it makes, makes it such a statistic yeah. that you're completely uh, separated from it. Yeah. Um, Gosh. There's there's two scenes. I, I'm sure you've seen a photograph in a textbook because we're old enough. This would have been in a textbook. Probably. Of the um, the guy who is executing the Vietnamese guy yeah. with the gun to his head. Yeah. So I always thought that the way that that scene played out was that was, you know, an innocent person being killed. Yeah. Right? That is not what happened. The guy executing him is one of our allies. He's an Arvin. Um, nah. He is a local police, uh, military police captain. Yeah. Um, and they have the footage around that scene what happened is the Viet Cong tried to take a city and they had, you know, their their militia members in a city mm-hmm. and started an attack on a city in the middle of the night and started killing civilians of, and family members of people wow. who were part of the Arvin. 
um, which were our allies in South Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy uh, was executing the guy that killed one of his friends and his friend's entire family. <sighs> and it's a really, really graphic scene because there's a video camera running and he gives the order to execute this guy mm-hmm. and the person hesitates. So he grabs the gun and just shoots him. Yeah. Right. And it catches him like he, it's like a, like, I know it's a cliche, but like, it's like a puppet with their strings being cut. He just drops yeah. and you see the blood spurting out of his head yeah. and it, it's very graphic, but I yeah. really recommend seeing it. Um, just, just to make yourself familiar with unfortunate parts of our history, mm-hmm. I think it's important that this is documented. Um, there's another scene that, and I, I'm going to move on from the the, the graphic stuff. But during <laughs> during the the siege um, of of the city, uh, one of the U.S. embassies was infiltrated, mm-hmm. and they have cameras running, and so they have footage of of this happening but uh and and i'm laughing because it's it's horrible it's like that's how i process horrible like it's just like wow this is fucked up um but um during during the siege you know they're they're Viet Cong in the building and you would expect soldiers to be the ones fighting Mm -hmm. and there are soldiers there there are military police there but then there's this guy who walks up and he's wearing khakis and a Hawaiian shirt and he's got a, a machine pistol in his hand and he walks up to a window and just fires into wow. this window, right? Yeah. Like in an expert man, like he knows what he's doing with it, yeah. right? Yeah. And when I saw that, like I back it up and I watch it again and he, like it's so incongruous for this guy in khakis and a Hawaiian shirt to walk up. Yeah. I'm like... That's a hundred percent a CIA agent. I like guess. that's a hundred percent a yeah. CIA operator. Like, wow, he, that is not a soldier. That that is, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you never see his face. Um, like a, a, a lot of those things, they blur out uh, some of the faces in, in some scenes because yeah. people are still living and yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I highly recommend watching that documentary. I don't like it's. It's not necessary for us to cover it because, like, yeah. that's what a documentary is. Like, they're yeah. they're going to cover what we're covering. Yeah. Um. So yeah, watch it. It's on Netflix. Um. And then the last one is super light and fluffy. Uh, my wife and I watched uh, Discovery of Witches. Oh. Okay. Uh, have you ever heard of no. that show? So it's it's based on a book trilogy that um my wife recommended to me, and I read it. Um, it's it's kind of a standard urban fantasy. It's uh, it's got vampires and werewolves and demons in it, and it's mm-hmm. kind of a romance, but it's not like Anita Blakey like pornographic romance. Yeah. Right? Um, they're going to make three seasons of it because it's a BBC thing. Oh, the first cool. season is out now, yeah. which is what we watched. Um, Was I would it on? Uh, <clears throat> It is on either BritBox, mm-hmm. uh, because that's a 
BBC subscription thing. Um, or you can do what we do and pay four ninety nine a month for Shutter on Amazon Prime. Yeah, okay. Because Shutter has it. Yeah. Um, as well. Uh, I. It might be worth kind of, like I, I want to see how well it's adapted. Yeah. Um, because the books are not something I would normally read. Mm-hmm. They're well written. Um, I mean. I like well-written stuff is what I'm saying. So I, I do appreciate these books. Yeah. I was expecting them to not be well-written. And so I was p- surprised that they're written as well as they are. Yeah. Um, and I like the show. The show's fun. I'm looking forward to the second season. It's not like True Blood. Um, yeah. It's, it's, you actually like the characters and give a shit about them. Well, that's good. Um, it's always a, a plus. And it's super weird to read an urban fantasy that's so heavily steeped in academia. Like, w- like the, the main character um, is doing research at the Bodleian, and she gets this book that all these other warring supernatural factions that she didn't know about have been trying to find for centuries. Yeah. But it's a book that, like, has to be, like, ha- has to be, uh, make itself known to a to a person like you can't just have it come to you okay. right yeah and like vampires are these like molecular and physical scientists because they live forever and why not, why not study science yeah uh, why not study things that could explain why you need to feed on blood, blood. yeah um, demons are these like weird random like rock star people like they they don't really have a sense of morals and they're kind of they're really cool yeah. <laughs> nice no but it's really cool i highly recommend that one as well yeah. um the only the first season's out second season's coming out this summer i think maybe this fall um and then like every bbc thing like they take a year off and then they make it again, again <laughs> next <yeah>. one <laughs> um so the next one will probably be out in 2022 or something but that's super far in the future, but I recommend the show. There you go. And that is all of my stuff. And that is, I guess, it for the Mimi Me's. Yeah. Um, definitely let us know. Um, send us an email over at uh, Show at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Let us know um, what you think of our new uh, format. Yeah. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Are you indifferent? Let us know. Yeah. Um... We'll probably start doing the nerd fight again. Oh, yeah. At some point. Yeah. Um, let's see. Check out our Facebook page. I'm, I'm in the middle of requesting um, uh, passes for a bunch of different conventions, so I'll update that as soon as we, we have it. Right now, the only thing we're scheduled for... Um, for 2020 is uh, an Acrocon. Yeah. Which, um, if you've ever wanted to go... Um, this is the time this, to go. This is the time. Um, that's all I'll say about that. But this is this is the year to go. It's the Roaring Twenties. Um, so we'll see you there. That's in February. Um, everything else is later in the year. Yeah, but so, we'll update the uh, Facebook page when we yeah. hear back from other people. And uh, our book club book is uh, Catcher in the Rye. Yes. So we will be covering that in two weeks, Mm -hmm. and we will see you then. Yep. You guys, have a good one. Be kind. Rewind. Stay golden. Bye. Bye. Bye.